Welcome to this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, hosted by me, Christina Simmons, your guide during this audio online retreat that is focused upon helping you become the saint God created you to be. This retreat will consist of us reading the book, Love Like a Saint, by Elizabeth M. Kelly, and will include a brief reflection and daily resolution designed to help you incorporate what we read into your daily life. So accompany me now as we take our next step on our journey towards holiness. Welcome to day one. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O Lord, grant me peace of mind so that I may face with tranquility everything that this new day will bring. Help me entrust myself to your holy will. In every hour of this day, teach me and support me. Whatever news I may receive today, teach me to accept it with serenity and with firm conviction that everything is according to your will. In all my words and actions, guide my thoughts and feelings. In all unexpected events, do not let me forget that everything is sent by you. Teach me to deal sincerely and wisely with every member of my family, bringing confusion or sorrow to none. O Lord, grant me strength to endure the weariness of the coming day and bear my part in all its passing events. Guide my will and teach me to pray, to believe, to hope, to endure, to forgive, and to love. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So welcome again. This is our first day of reading Elizabeth M. Kelly, Love Like a Saint, Cultivating Virtue with Holy Women. And today, I am only going to read the introduction. And it begins with a quote from Jean-Pierre de Cossade, who wrote Self-Abandonment to Divine Providence. And the quote is, The life of each saint is the life of Jesus Christ. It is a new gospel. When I was a kid, I had a rather ghoulish fascination with St. Rita of Cassisha. The real and important story behind St. Rita, what made her a saint, was a tale of patience, obedience, and her ability to bring about peace at a time of great unrest between two warring political factions. But what captured my attention were the images portraying her later in life with a thorn protruding from her forehead. She was in her sixties when it appeared one day, while she was deep in prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. She had longed to join her suffering to the suffering Christ. She had been thirty-some years in a monastery, living a simple, daily obedience and religious life, before she was visited with such an unusual phenomenon. Still, it was the thorn that captured my attention. To my childhood imagination, I could not reconcile how it could be a sign of holiness. And if it was, would it mean a thorn would erupt from my forehead if I let God have his way with me? I was fascinated and repulsed at the same child same time. I was a child. Of course, it's not uncommon for some of this reticence toward holiness, or what we imagine holiness to be, to follow us into adulthood, along with the ignorance that accompanies it. I have no desire to die in the gas chamber like St. Edith Stein, or to develop a debilitating merciless disease like Blessed Benedetta, Beyonce Porto, or to marry a relentlessly abusive and unfaithful man like Blessed Elisabetta Canori Mora, or to gulp down cancerous pus like St. Catherine of Siena. Do you? Does this mean that heroic virtue is far out of our grasp? 
To this point, the great Carmelite master, Wilfred Stinnison, is exceptionally helpful. He writes, It can be risky to read the lives of the saints if we do it with the intention of imitating them in every detail. What the life of a saint can inspire us is the will to live in the same total obedience and surrender, in the same openness to the Spirit's constantly new impulses. It is fascinating to see what God can do with a person who is willing to follow the Lamb wherever he goes. But it is good to know that the Lamb is totally unpredictable and that there is a new surprising path for each person. End quote. It goes without saying that growing in holiness is not easy and is often uncomfortable. Still, it should hearten us to know that our embodiment of sainthood bears a completely unique imprint. There will be no saint like you, exactly like you, in heaven. What you bring to sainthood, however small or hidden or uneventful it may seem, has been imparted uniquely to you. Only you, with the grace of God, can bring it to fruition. I hope this idea frees you to become exactly who you are meant to be without the poison of comparing yourself with others. We do not compete with the great saints. Rather, we situate ourselves beside them, shoulder to shoulder. Are there days when the grace of heaven will carry you? Certainly. It was designed to do so. Are there moments when their holiness will bring a tiny bit of glory to the kingdom? Most assuredly. You were designed to do so. Will there be times when others rely on your hope to carry them through their difficulties and doubts? Indeed. No one enters the gates of heaven alone. We always get there together as a church. This project grew out of a twofold interest. To introduce you to some truly spectacular women in the church, a few already recognized as saints, a few under consideration for sainthood, and a few who aren't but are surely holy nonetheless and to offer a kind of living workbook on the virtues. Growth and mastery in the virtues is a long and exacting process, so I didn't feel the need to cover every possible virtue, just a few that are important in the lives of women today. I've included some questions for small group discussion or journaling, and suggestions for praying with scripture based on each virtue. You might consider praying with a verse for a week and then moving on to the next. Take your time and take heart. Even St. Ignatius of Loyola reported having to pray for a grace for nine months before he received it. St. Catherine of Siena once remarked that, quote, judgment was the last sin to leave her and the most pernicious against which she had to fight to achieve vic virtuous victory. Indeed, the women you will meet in these pages might be more like you than you know, and I trust that they will keep you close company on your journey toward greater virtue. It's helpful to remember, too, that the virtues thrive within us as a family. Charity with humility, poverty with simplicity, silence with faith. So while I do what, so while I do want to highlight one of two virtues that each of these women embodied heroically, it should be understood that they exhibited many virtues heroically, for no virtue stands alone. Some are infused, like faith, hope, and love, and we must strive for others more formally, but they all intertwine, depending upon and flowing from one another, and like the spices in a really good curry, they work better the longer they intermingle. You'll be heartened to know that St. Rita and I made peace not long ago. A group from the Church of the Divine Child in Detroit, Michigan, wanted to bring me in to speak, but they didn't quite have the funds to manage a stipend, airfare, and hotel. 
The woman who invited me, Andrea, agreed we would continue to pray and wait to see what happened. Maybe a day later, another woman called me from a different parish in Detroit. They were looking for a speaker for an event that just happened to fall the night before the Divine Child event. They would be eager to split air foyer if that were possible. Little did I know, Andrea had been praying a novena to St. Rita, that her parish could find a way to bring me to Detroit. The woman who called from the other parish? Her name was Rita, and she worked for, you guessed it, St. Rita Catholic Church. The saints, just like the Lord, have infinite patience with us. They will never give up on us. They will never stop praying for us. And when we ask them with a sincere heart that is abandoned to heaven, they will stop at nothing to help us love like a saint. And this is where we conclude for today. So that introduction, of course, was written by the author, uh, Liz Kelly. And I think all of us probably have a similar story um, when we think about it in regards to how we imagine sanctity, how we imagine holiness and what it would be like to be a saint. And we have these kind of misconstrued ideas of what holiness is. Best definition of holiness, and some of you might have heard me say this before that I've ever heard, is holiness is transforming union with God. In order to do that, in order to come about into this transforming union with God, we need to grow in virtue. And this is what this entire journey is all about. On this Ash Wednesday, your resolution for today is to be faithful to what it is that the church already asks us to refrain from eating meat, to fast as best that you're able according to your vocation and also your health, and to offer it up for love of God. For this is where virtue is rooted. It's an out of love for him that we are willing to do all things for him, with him, and through him. Until tomorrow, know of my prayers for each of you, and God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this special episode of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it. And if you think of someone who could benefit, please make sure to share this podcast with them. In the interim, know of my continued prayers for each of you that you may be given whatever graces you need so that you can do whatever it takes. So together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless.